0: It's me. It's at OSFD. Swagzilla0G is in the house, and we've got some SOPs. Superflex. Standard operating procedures for week seven. And I didn't come up with a good rhyme for that one. Like heaven, obviously. But like, that's the only real. And that one's just that's so easy. Plus, like, what am I gonna do in week eleven too? So I was just like, <laughs> we're bailing on that already. Two weeks in. <laughs> All the um, rhyming. You and now, get is, now
1: all I'm doing is trying to think of something to go with seven. Yeah,
0: I know. I, I literally Googled it, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's how awesome. lame I am as as a as a rap artist. I just like I gotta Google rhymes for. But it, <laughs> I mean, it legitimately. W R A P. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. But like, legitimately, they said they they said eleven or heaven. Like that's kind of. it. And then there's the words that are like, kind of rhyme, kind of like rhymes session. and kind of words and yeah, <laughs> like yeah. So, uh, but I was like, I was looking for an actual, uh, an actual, an actual rhyme, and uh, best I could come up with it's either heaven or eleven. So I was like, I mean, one thing I could do, I suppose, is. Um, week seven, at least it's not week 11. And then in week 11, can reverse it. Um, <laughs> it's the best I could do. Week seven uh,
1: will not be
0: heaven with all of these bye weeks. Yeah, <laughs> that's definitely true. That's a good way to. All right, you got us back on track here. here I, like, I was ready to just keep ranting about how the, nothing the rhymes outro. with orange, very little rhymes with seven. <laughs> so, <laughs> um we've got some standard operating procedures for you. N- not a lot. It's a little bit of a little bit of a down week on waivers. Um, uh, to be honest with you. There's a little bit more going on on next week this week. Um but yeah, we've got a little bit to talk about with you. Um some ads, some drops. We've got uh buys and holds, sells, fades, and of course next week this week. Before we get to that, though, uh, you know, we were talking off air about how we we we, last week we went off the rails just a little bit, talking some strategy, talking about tight ends and, you know, the strategy of not giving an F about tight ends, the strategy behind that. And, uh, you know, just how, how we were kind of talking about how that strategy it's it's good to have that seep in a little bit. We don't want to distract too much from the standard operating procedures. But when some strategy comes up, I think we need to talk about it. We easily could talk about something that we just talked about the other day on Rookie Fever, your podcast, uh, that you so graciously had me come on. Yeah, that was um, an awesome show. A lot of fun with yeah. me and Finero. Yeah, that was a fun one. Uh, I do think, though, that... Uh, we I don't think we could do it justice here. I think people should just go look listen to that episode of rookie fever and then uh you know binge listen from there. there you but go. yeah. <laughs> so um but just a, a, a strategy on what to look for in uh workhorse running backs. There's your there's your teaser. The thing I wanted to talk to you about a little bit of strategy before we get started and it's based on a question I just got in DMs about trading for Christian McCaffrey ahead of a trade. And I had somebody ask me about trading for Cam Akers before he's traded into a, you know, a quote unquote, better situation. And my feeling on it is when these guys are going to start moving from one team to another, I'm kind of out. And I wonder if if you have an opinion one way or the other, I I mostly agree with
1: you on that. These yeah. uh, these are two different players in two different situations. The the McCaffrey, I think, to your point of being out, I think you just get out now. I think you should have been trying to get out before, yeah. <laughs> you know, and especially if you're thinking of. I don't know what your position is now if you are the person thinking of moving McCaffrey whether you're just worried or you're out of contention or whatever it is but if you are thinking of that like I think you do it before the trade I don't think his situation instantly becomes better you might have narratives
0: mm-hmm.
1: but so yeah I would agree with that especially on somebody like McCaffrey somebody like Acres though like how could it get any worse what's actually the price to acquire Acres is probably the one I'm more interested in acquiring. He'll be cheaper, but that's the reason why, you know. Yeah. I'm thinking like, like let's say hypothetically in a 16-team league, which John hates, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Superflex, though. This is just kind of more of my a realistic situation for me. That's why I want to bring it up. And you throw like a a 206 you know and that's what it is today that's what you see hit your inbox is a 206 for acres you might be thinking about accepting that just to get out and really like i feel like the risk for acres isn't that much different than like what is that now it's a player 22 so that's yeah. a 210 end of
0: the second round in, in a, a
1: 12 team league, league right <laughs> yeah but it seems a little bit higher and somebody might just be like, you know what? I'm freaking done. And, um, I think that I'm fine waiting to see what could happen. Cause again, how can it get too much worse? We see players change teams and they, they thrive again. You know, I don't know what's going on with acres. It's too bad of a situation. Cause like, and I don't want to be too like, I don't want to bring like too much of an empathetic side to this because it's, it's fantasy football and, um, but I mean the the reality is he's coming off an injury. We know they go through depression. Who knows like what happened and what's going on and like but something's not jiving and McVeigh gives no cares and yeah. <laughs> he's done, you know, so he's moving on. So it might be better somewhere else. Like sometimes players like fall out of favor because of personality. I'm not talking about Robbie Anderson. <laughs> but I don't know I don't think it get too much worse for acres I try to acquire am I throwing the first or am I trying to keep somebody as happy as they could have been last year if they moved acres absolutely not but I'm definitely not paying up to get McCaffrey so and I think if if all you're offering me is a late second for acres I might as well hold I mean that's hypothetical you know who knows what the offers are really gonna be but I don't know is
0: that is that crazy No, I don't think so. Like the big thing that you said in there, um, towards the beginning was, uh, you know, you've got narratives and it, like, it feels like that's to me, that's kind of my analysis on it is yeah, there, there are narratives out there and I'm a sucker for a good narrative. I don't buy any of the narratives around a player changing teams, you know, and, and how good, like what a good thing that is. I just, I don't. I don't buy that. I don't buy that there's a better situation out there for Christian McCaffrey than the one that he's been in for his entire career, for his entire five years. The one that has made him the running back one overall, you know, multiple times. Yep. Like, it, I I don't, I don't buy that. I don't buy that there's a situation that Cam Akers could go to where they're all of a sudden going to value him in a way that the Rams didn't. And I don't I don't buy the narrative that Robbie Anderson gets out of Carolina and goes to Arizona with a better quarterback, better system, they just lost their outside guy with Hollywood Brown. All of a sudden Robbie Anderson is just gonna take off into the stratosphere. I don't buy that. I don't I don't buy any of that. I feel like if there was if there was any kind of legitimacy to this, if they were the type of player that that any one of these guys was the type of player that translates to a new system. Now Christian McCaffrey is close, but if, if they translate to a new system, that still means that they're a good enough player that they would have made more sense in the situation they were in. Hmm. What about um, Leonard Fournette? Yeah. I mean, Marshawn Lynch. Yeah, Lynch for sure. Um, I mean, it, like they change teams sometimes and, and it works. It works great. I mean, that that happens all the time. It's just. Mostert was on 20
1: teams before he did good for the 49ers.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I, know. <laughs> I know. I know. It, including the Denver Broncos at one point. And now, yeah. man, and I do would get love what you're have... saying, though. But I
1: think if there is a position that can acclimate to an offense, it's a running back, and I think that there's a need on teams. We've talked about that a lot in the injuries. So, yeah, I, I, I 100 percent or more agree with you on Christian McCaffrey. Acres, I, I, I'm fifty fifty with you on. And I think it still comes back to the cost to acquire, and I'm willing to take that risk on it. I guess, I think the yeah. cost to acquire Acres is probably risky anyway like i could probably give you sky more and you would be smitten to give me acres and i i'd rather have acres all day yeah i don't even care right <laughs> yeah but and that's just to have like a maybe a running back yeah yeah sky more enthusiasts are going crazy right now <laughs> know. fast forward like 30 <laughs> seconds or so like thank but <laughs> <laughs>
0: I like I I think that you know like a guy like Cam Akers could make sense for a new team if like you know if they had their eye on him all along and now he became you know becomes available because of these you know personal issues that he has with the team that he's currently with you know the, like it it could work it could make sense it feels like the probability though like typically a player, a talented player with, you know, significant value doesn't become available, uh, especially in a trade market, you know, especially in season. Um, We've seen a little bit more trading in season, but uh, you know, it's, it's like generally speaking, if you have a player who, you know, who brings enough value to your team, like you're not going to just, you're not going to trade them away in season. So, you know, it just, it, it just feels like, like
1: to your point, sorry to interrupt, but no, you're good. the deal that I'm even that I'm referring to even is mm-hmm. probably even more improbable actually, because you're pretty much dealing with two teams that are taking on an asset that can't give you any points in the season in cam acres and a second yeah. So both of those teams are probably potentially out of contention and trying to do the same thing. So that the deal I brought up would probably be hard to pull off. You to find that market of both those teams to actually make that deal would probably be tough.
0: Yeah, you're talking about sending him to the Chiefs.
1: <laughs> i wouldn't mind that no i'm talking about like if you for me in, our, oh, in fantasy, our fantasy leagues okay. like for me to get a second for cam acres yeah like both of us are potentially taking on like a rebuild asset yeah and so that kind of deal i think is tough to get done whereas like you, you, the acres team probably is trying to move him for some kind of cheat points in their lineup right now just to be done with him that's i i don't know i'm assuming things
0: yeah no i agree yeah like in in dynasty it could work i kind of have a feeling for cam acres i kind of have a feeling that his days of being fantasy relevant are gone but for like, the ever, yes wow i think that was it <laughs> like I, <laughs> and, and, and <laughs> it's fun while it lasted um it, it you know like for what five games essentially <laughs> like, a little more than that i suppose he probably was like two years younger than naji harris yeah <laughs> probably but i mean he's got an achilles injury mm-hmm. on his on his record now he's now he's got some character issues to go along with it like and and I don't know. Was he really all that good before any of that? I don't. I don't I yeah, don't know. I mean, even that's a good point. Like he was probably
1: RB four or five in that class. Yeah. So you know that he's kind of the second in a class. Tier. You know that's not saying a whole ton when you put it up against the league. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. I hear you.
0: Yeah. So I. Yeah, I don't know. I. It doesn't feel like one of those. And, and same thing with Robbie Anderson. We're going to talk about him a little, but I, I just, I don't think that that's. Actually, I don't think we do have him on here, do we? Yeah. Um,
1: we so didn't you, put him you didn't anywhere. Talk on talk about
0: really. him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about him now because we weren't going to. And that's the thing. A lot of, uh, they're gonna, there's going to be a lot of analysis out there for waivers this week saying pick up Robbie Anderson because now he's in a good you know, he's in a better situation now. Um, You know, he's not fighting with the coach. He's got a, you know, a better quarterback. He's got a better system. And I just, I, I don't think that that's why Arizona made the move. I don't think that it's necessarily that, you know, he does anything that, you know, special that they were lacking. It's kind of just a depth move. He just lost you know, one of your outside wide receivers. Like, I mean, maybe he comes in as a field stretcher, but that's not something that we trust in fantasy football. So, yeah. especially like, Hopkins is coming back. Yeah, Hop- Hopkins becomes your alpha. Rondell Moore, as much as you hate to admit it, Rondell Moore is, you know, a pretty important piece of that offense, and he's running effectively. Like, there's just there's nothing really there for um for Robbie Anderson right at the moment and then you know I will agree
1: that Rondell Moore is more important to that offense than Robbie Anderson
0: (laughs) (laughs) all right truly full-heartedly like no smart that is I'm gonna take that as a win so (laughs) yeah so we can move off of that but yeah like I I didn't even put Robbie Anderson as a fade I just I have no interest in Robbie Anderson um we'll get back to back to cam Akers. we'll talk about him a little bit more um christian mccaffrey doesn't really i don't think come up again in this episode so just to kind of put a bow on that i mean i think he would be fine i don't think that you so know if he doesn't start
1: to get less work now because they're trying to shop him and they don't want him to get hurt
0: it, it's it's hard to say i mean you can make the argument the other way that you want to show that he's healthy he can take on the workload, and that yeah. he's effective. You the, know? the NFL knows who he is, though. They don't have to prove anything, right? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, if if there are GMs out there who look at Christian McCaffrey the same way I do and see those injuries pile up, I would be hesitant to make, the, especially the type of move they're looking for. They, they want two a first. shitload. They want two firsts for him. Like, that's... I. It, you're not even going to get that in Dynasty, much less in, in the real world. You're yeah. not going to get too first for him. But especially knowing that he's in his fifth year and he spent the last two years being essentially injured in different points of his body below the waist, essentially. Like, this is all... That's that's stuff that I have a hard time trusting. So, I I just... But it it does make me wonder what it's going to do to his – I don't even wonder. I'm going to speculate here, and I don't even think it's very wildly. I think that if he was traded to, say, Buffalo, I think the narrative is going to be that his stock just rose quite a bit because he's getting out of a bad situation and going to essentially the best situation possible. And what people are missing, if they think that, is the fact that Devin Singletary is not going to just completely go away. Christian McCaffrey walks into a committee if that happens.
1: What about the 49ers, which are pretty they're rumored as well?
0: Yeah, same thing, I think. I, I, I still think they would use Elijah Mitchell. I still think they would actually use Tevin Coleman a little bit too at least and, at and try first. to keep him healthy. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think that's going to be a big part of it for whoever trades for him is going to be to limit his workload and uh keep him healthy, keep him fresh. So, yeah, I don't think he's going to get the the value or the production boost that people think if he's traded. So, yeah, I'm kind of yeah. I'm staying like away. That. Um all right, let's get to some ads. And then we'll, uh, we're also going to kind of mix in next week, this week, because the two have a little bit of crossover to me. But let's start at quarterback. Some guys you can add. So Mitchell Trubisky looks like he could be taking over the starting job in Pittsburgh again with uh, Kenny Pickett out at least temporarily with an injury. And I believe it was a concussion, if I remember right. So could be very short-term. Uh, Taylor Hineke... Seems to take over for the Commanders. Carson Wentz is out at least six weeks with a broken finger um, yep. on his throwing hand. So uh, <laughs> this is something that, uh, well, all right, we'll get to that one in a second. And then Bailey Zappi, uh, still, still, I mean, a, a QB1 for the week for New England. And honestly, has just kind of been more effective, at least for fantasy purposes, if not real life than Mac Jones at any point in his career so far. So is, there might be a quarterback controversy brewing in New England, and it's the one place where the head coach has shown in the past that he has no problem going to benching the first rounder for the late rounder.
1: Yeah, that was a lot different. When, yes
0: because i mean brady was
1: like at the beginning of his career at that point versus like a vet that was kind of older on his way out right and like had injuries and this man because i agree bailey zap has played good this one's tough for me this like this reminds me of when everybody was going crazy about mike white last year though
0: hmm
1: yeah that's true And it's kind of just like, is this what we want to see? And like, is this the shade we want to throw? (laughs) I mean, Mac Jones, like had rookie records last year. Like he beat Dak Prescott rookie records. He tied other ones, like because of his percentages. And I, I don't know. It wasn't that bad. He was a pretty efficient quarterback that said, Bailey zap has, has played good. I like to think like people like Mac Jones, who I think get the job back to win or lose at that point. But I think he gets the job back. I think that they probably learn a little bit from these kind of situations are a little bit humbled and they like, Oh, that's how you want me to play. And they can add a little bit of that into their game. Um, I'm worried about Mac Jones. With that said, I'm worried about uh, Zach Wilson, who we will talk about in a little bit. I'm, I am worried about those guys to be completely fair, but I think Mac Jones gets the job back and it's his to lose.
0: Hmm, okay. Very possible. Um, so in that case, are you... It sounds like you're probably not really prioritizing Bailey Zappi as a uh, as a waiver ad. Superflex Leagues?
1: I, I think I absolutely still would. Though, to be fair, I think I would prioritize him and Taylor Heineke, who has already been in the Washington offense, has made McLaurin more successful than... Wentz has so, yeah. <laughs> I think those are the guys you're priorities prioritizing on waivers this league and this league this week in Superflex. To and, what ex-
0: to what extent? How much are you gonna uh, are you gonna uh, put on either of those guys?
1: I think I'll give a little bit more for Heineke. Mm, okay. With that said, in a seasonal format, and it's because we I think we know more and it's four to six weeks, like you said, with Bailey Zapp. I mean, it's that high ankle spring to Mac Jones and me believing that Mac gets a chance before that four to six weeks gives me a, a starter a little bit longer with Taylor Heineke. Yeah. You're thinking of Sam Howell though, huh? Okay. So yeah, that does, that does like throw a wrench into that. this. Why didn't you just say it? So that does throw <laughs> a little
0: wrench into this. So, so huh. I have him, Sam Howell, by the way, next week, this week, he's been there for the last, like, two or three weeks. So, yeah, he's mm-hmm. he's still he's my yeah, guy for no, next week. This man, week, that Sam Howell would be so much more fun to see than Heineke, too. Yeah. Huh. And and so here's my analysis on this, is, like, we kept waiting for the moment where, you know, it it's, it's just obvious Carson Wentz just isn't, isn't doing enough to push this offense forward. Sam Howell kind of represents, you know, an opportunity to to really unleash the offense and see what you've see what you've got not only with him but with this young receiver group and, you know, now with these running backs as well. So, with everybody healthy and and uh, you know, so we 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 kept saying next week this week with Sam Howell, because at some point they're going to make the move. To bench Carson Wentz, and so this finally happens where there's an opportunity, but it's not because Carson Wentz got benched due to his play. You know, it wasn't a, it wasn't merit based. It's an injury, yeah. And so they're going with Hineke as the continuation of Carson Wentz, and so you know it's it doesn't it's it's not exactly what we were looking for. Uh, as far as Sam Howell goes, it it doesn't create the situation it doesn't that we but, anticipated.
1: But it'll be a lot easier to bench Heineke for Howell than it would have
0: for Wentz. Yeah, yeah, that's um, true too. Man, this
1: is interesting. So you've changed me a little bit in how I'm looking at this week's waiver ads, even in the Superflex format. Unless you really need to play week seven with all these bye weeks, mm-hmm. different situation. But there's only probably – there's three players on this list that I think I'd be interested in throwing a waiver in on. Mm-hmm. And after that, I'm playing next week, this week. And not only that, but depending on how shallow these leagues are – I've seen somebody mention this too, but great play that you can take advantage of is just wait and see who the teams drop because people are going to be dropping more players than they normally would – this week because of bye weeks and injuries and see who they drop especially yeah. if you don't need to play this
0: week yeah I th- so I'm I'm with you on this I, I kind of think our next week this week is stronger than our waiver ads this week mm-hmm. so let me just run down all of our ads at each position real quick and then we'll just kind of while you're about doing it try
1: to guess the three that I'm interested in
0: I kind of have a feeling but um, yeah we'll see for sure Okay, so yeah, we've got the three quarterbacks, Bailey Zappi, Taylor Hineke, Mitchell Trubisky. Uh, the one running back that we have is Deion Jackson, and there's a lot of moving parts to this. So Deion Jackson, monster game for the Colts is their feature back, and then goes out late with an injury. So now what has to happen for this to Quad have injury, any, yep. Yeah, for this to have any legs is Deion Jackson has to come back from injury. While Jonathan Taylor and Naheem Hines stay sidelined. So, like, there's kind of a lot to that for that one to work. And that's the only running back that we really have is a, a, you know, the type of guy that you're going to have to put a significant amount of fab on. Um, We've got some better guys in next week, this week. And I think that most of these guys are going to clear waivers, if not all of them. Mm -hmm. Um, At wide receiver, we've got Rondell Moore. Uh, second week in a row where he's heavily involved in the offense. 10 targets. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, even, even those who were worried about having both Hollywood Brown and DeAndre, DeAndre Hopkins on the field together and what effect that would have on Rondell Moore. Now that gets squashed by the fact that Hollywood Brown is out for a minimum of six weeks and possibly the season. <laughs> like we don't even know for sure yet what the diagnosis is. Um, Zay Jones has been the the leading receiver in Jacksonville basically all season when he's healthy. Uh, Wandale Robinson makes his uh, his debut and actually is pretty involved for the New York Giants. Um, and uh, you know this show has been particularly harsh on uh, <laughs> on uh, Kadarius Tony. Um, and Kenny Galladay for that matter, (laughs) you don't have a whole lot of receiving options beyond Wandale Robinson. Mm -hmm. And it seems like they agree with that. (laughs) It feels like Brian Dable agrees with that. Uh, Donovan Peoples Jones has run not only the most routes and the most snaps for the Cleveland Browns, but he's among the, the highest, uh, the most routes run in the entire NFL. Like he's top 10. Indiana. I did not know that. Yeah. <laughs> like he's, he's on the field. Watson? Yeah. Yeah. That's coming. You know, we're, we're getting close to that point too. So, but I mean, he's been pretty consistently in the neighborhood of, you know, four or five receptions for, you know, 60, 70 yards. So he's getting you, you know, flex level scoring pretty consistently. And he's on the field. Like that's where it all starts. Get you know, get some. Give me somebody who's going to be on the field for you know ninety nine percent of their snaps, mm-hmm. of that offense's snaps. Like that's where volume starts. Uh, and then finally, Taquan Thornton, um, coming back from, from an injury, scores two touchdowns, one receiving, one rushing. And this is without uh, without Kendrick Bourne, without Devontae Parker. Uh, Johnnie Smith limited, um, I don't remember what else they had. Uh, you know, Damian Harris missed this game. It was really kind of Ramondre Stevenson, Jacoby Myers, and Tyquan Thornton gets a pretty good piece of it. And then at tight end, we've got Greg Dolcich for the Broncos made his, I think that's your number one waiver ad, dude. Is that right? Uh, I don't know, man. Like. It's it's going to be close. I think it might depend on the his debut, like you were about to say, though. Yeah. I mean, game one, yeah, uh, on the field, catches. like
1: eighty-one percent of snaps or something like that. Is that correct? Like,
0: yeah, And in he the first the first series, uh, it took him a few plays to get into the game, and then from then on, I mean, he was basically on the field for eleven eleven personnel, which they were in quite a bit you know, one running back, one tight end. So, you know, what three wide receivers, they, they ran that most of the game and it was Dulcich basically the rest of the game. Didn't like you pick they him on in, rookie fever? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I had him and Isaiah likely. So, um, hopefully Dulcich kind of carried me, but, uh, cause likely didn't do a lot, but he was, he was fine. Um, and then Daniel Bellinger is the other one, um, you know, talked about the past lack of pass catching <laughs> for the New York Giants. Well, Bellinger really kind of stepped up as is another one of the top options. But we also we talked a lot about, you know, last week with tight ends that honestly, the the move is to stream. And so we're going to talk about streamers for me. Like I kind of changed my process on next week, this week, when it comes to tight ends, like I really just kind of want to chase some chase down some streamers for you, you know, rather than acting like there's somebody who's just going to come off of waivers at any point, come out of free agency at any point and just fix the position for you. Right. Like, let's just lean into this and say, all right, there's going to be one guy each week who you know who's viable and then it's gonna be a different guy next week so like let's just let's just get into a a groove here of of churning them and of streaming them so um but i do think Dulcich could potentially be a guy who does kind of just lock down the position for you so i'm open to this i kind of think wandel robinson is probably my top option if there isn't a tight end premium but uh and as far as the guys that you're interested in your three i'm uh, dulcich i'm guessing Wandale robinson and i probably talked you into donovan people's jones
1: man but you did talk me into donovan people's jones but that was before i asked you to guess yeah or after i asked you to guess so the third would so I'm be... interested in Deion Jackson, to be honest with you. Even with okay. that injury, I think he just took Naheem Hines' job. Oh, okay. And I know Hines is injured. You, I know he was, but, man, 10 for 10 in the passing game? Yeah. Like, that's, that's Hines' job, and he just did better at it, <laughs> and Matt Ryan trusted him more. Yeah. Yep. You know, so... Is is he like the next like Jonathan Taylor or RB one or I don't think he's anything like that and, I, and I, Jonathan Taylor was a far stretch anyway for to even mention other than they, he plays on the team but I do think he just took Nahim Nahim Hines job when he's back like he he made a case and yeah and that's pretty strong for somebody just coming into an offense so.
0: yeah. That's definitely true. It just feels like there's already, like you're already, you know, when Jonathan Taylor's healthy, you're already kind of just scrambling for, you know, table scraps.
1: I agree. Yeah.
0: And then I you agree mix in that. Naheem Hines. Like, I, I, I think that, like, you could be right that Deion Jackson commands enough work, um, uh, to push naheem hines out a little bit but i don't think mm-hmm. naheem hines goes away completely that's my issue and, and i'm not
1: trying to backpedal on this when i say i'd i'd probably truly rather just wait and see who people drop like but if we are playing waivers mm-hmm. my, dude you're gonna hate this bro but <laughs> so it was Dolchich, and then probably taekwon thornton and Dion jackson oh man (laughs) and and i get that thornton like had that rushing touchdown i don't think that's gonna happen again i get that so many people were out there's talks of them trading bjorn seems like there's a little chemistry this is only thornton's second game in the nfl and while like a lot of parts were missing i think he could be a part of it moving forward i'm a little bit interested in but still the same like next week this week is pretty fresh this week and i think that i think that next week this week is the way to play this week yeah i just i just know we have to touch on these waiver guys and but yeah i think next week this week is the way to play and again even see who gets dropped you're gonna be surprised at some guys that get dropped
0: yeah so would you put anything on any of these uh particularly so i mean that you know with with what you just said it makes sense to me that you would have greg dulcich as the number one waiver priority Um, because i mean it's it's either it's either take a shot with dulcich and see what happens or stream and the thing is like you can really kind of stream
1: streaming huh
0: that, yeah, that's just it. Like, I'd probably rather
1: doesn't... have a guy that you got rid of
0: the last two weeks, and then he's back on next week. This week, I'd probably <laughs> yeah. rather have him. <laughs> the only reason he's on next week this week is because I said to drop him, <laughs> <laughs> and it's a nice matchup. <laughs> yeah, he's he's got the primo matchup, so we'll get to that in a second. But yeah, so I'd I mean... probably rather have him. Okay, than Dulcich in a seasonal format. Absolutely, yep. Okay. Yeah. So Dulcich definitely in, uh, in dynasty, but I think he was probably stashed in a lot of dynasty leagues. So I think we're kind of talking more to redraft people right now. Yep. Uh, Cause most of these players were on dynasty rosters already. Um, but so, uh, Dulcich, what are you willing to put on him? And I do think that part of the process here includes the fact that we've got two two guys actually on next week this week one that you're particularly interested in but two guys there who are you know pretty safe contingency plans like does that drop the amount does that lower the amount of fab that you're willing to put on yeah
1: it probably does and that's that's why i like talking this out and i even like the order that we go in from the waiver ads to the next week this week because Kind of like we mentioned even top of the show like there are narratives and throughout this conversation you kind of create them and you also get a grip on what's happening <laughs> and <laughs> so i think to answer your question fab i'm probably throwing a dollar on Dolchich because i kind of don't care if i don't get him
0: yeah you won't get and him at that but you yeah. know what I, yeah i i, I okay do understand
1: that? yeah you know but i'm probably like that minimal like dollar to four dollars at this point because yeah. John, we've spent a lot of people's fab at this point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, and, this and I, <laughs> so I
0: think I'm just like. But the good news is if it, I mean, if they're if they are spending the way we've been telling them to spend, they've basically fixed the roster to a point where tight end is the only hole left. Yeah. Most likely. I mean, quarterback is We've probably, probably
1: forced left. you into a stream.
0: Yeah. Not yeah. that
1: we're like the only build your team has, but I mean, you're probably sort of <laughs> streaming. So I love the, uh, I'll just say it cause they probably know, but Gerald Everett, I love that stream
0: next week and that he did pretty decent week six too. Yeah. Yeah. So I, to me, I think that the the real answer here is, you know, Dulcich has been on next week, this week for several weeks now. <laughs> like We've been, we've, you know, we've been prepping for this mm-hmm. for him to come off of IR and take over the pass catching job in Denver, um, you know, in, 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 as early as his debut. And that's exactly what happened. So, given you plenty of runway, you should already have him on roster. And if you do, I think that you can just kind of wait and see what happens. Like, he might fix tight end for you. I'm not, I wouldn't bet on it, but I think that you can at least wait and see with him but if you don't already have him on roster i don't think that it's a high priority i think you just keep streaming and i want to make an assumption before we move off the tight end talk
1: but i think when john says he might fix tight end for you he's not telling you you're gonna have like a top four to five tight end weekly year but you're you'll probably have a top 10 which is not always high points but it's a solid floor
0: yeah yeah, which is, you know, that's basically what we're looking for from a streamer. And, you know, to to have one guy just kind of set it and forget it and not have to make any moves, is that's still valuable. It's just really hard to find a tight end right now. So, yeah, he, he might be that. He might be, you know, he might be what David Njoku has been for the last, you know, up until, up until you know, recently what David Njoku had been all season. Like he could be that all season. You're not excited about it, but you're just happy that that's taken care of and you can focus your efforts elsewhere. So, and I do think that there's some value to that. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I don't, I don't think that you go hard after him if he's on waivers at this point, I think you're happy if you stashed him, but you're kind of fine to let him go. If, he's if he's still out there um so the who else like is there anybody else here that that you'd put a significant amount of fab on more than like a minimum bid no they're probably all about the same yeah
1: the wide receivers maybe if i need one with wandale or donovan people's jones or taekwon i might throw a little bit on them maybe even rondale more if i'm really desperate i'm sorry but especially with Hopkins coming back, I just want to see how this goes. But even with those wide receivers that we have on our waiver ads, we have five John mentioned, Rondell Morse Jones, Wondell Robinson, Donovan Peoples-Jones, and Taquan Thornton. I'm fine with whichever one of those guys clears.
0: Yeah. I am really curious about Bailey Zappi still. I, mm-hmm. I in, a, in a super flex league, even redraft, I would put a certain a decent amount on him just on the off chance that he does keep that starting job Mm -hmm. i'm it's a gamble for sure (laughs) um but that's that's probably the one other guy that i would uh, that's that's honestly who i would prioritize and i'd probably be willing to go around I'm like i think you can probably get him for about 20 percent of your remaining budget That's my guess. I think that most people are expecting Mac Jones to take over that job. And I'm just, I'm, I'm willing to see.
1: I I don't mind the idea of selling Mac Jones though, to be clear. Either way. Yeah. Especially like dynasty, like see if you can get out, trade like Mac Jones plus for Tua.
0: Totally. If even uh, assuming he does take that job back, he's going to have a short leash knowing that there's a guy behind him who's playing very well. Um, Next week, this week, we already talked about Sam Howell at running back. And again, to me, like, these are guys who could all clear waivers. And, uh, I mean, although there's going to be quite a bit of analysis out there on Kyron Williams and Deontay Foreman, so you might have to put a little bit of a bid on them, depending on the size of the league. You might have to do that. But... A lot of these guys, these guys could clear waivers, including those two. But Gus Edwards and Sony Michelle being the other two. Uh, Gus Edwards set to come back from IR, um, it, it, it torn ACL. So, and we just saw what happened, what happens with these running backs coming back from that ACL tear. JK Dobbins with the exact same thing. His his knee, the structure, the surgically repaired knee, tightened up running on you know warming up on the uh on the turf and he ends up missing you know just kind of not really being available for the game yeah. for the most part um and uh uh yeah i like it it ended up being uh that's where i was going with that Kenyon drake ends up being the the focal point like I think that you could see kind of a lot of that going on between Dobbins and Edwards, like both of them in and out of the lineup. But for the most part, you're going to have one of those two, and usually you're going to know which one. So um, I think Gus Edwards coming back ends up consolidating that backfield a little bit more. And then Sony Michelle, Josh Kelly goes out with an injury. Um, Sony Michelle takes over as the, uh, the primary backup to Austin Eckler. Um, Kyron Williams is presumably the backup to Durrell Henderson uh, for the Rams now with Cam Akers gone um, once he gets back from injury. It, it's been Malcolm mm-hmm. Brown to this point, but there's a chance that Kyron Williams takes over that job. And then Deontay Foreman looks like the immediate backup to Christian McCaffrey. I kind of thought it would still be Chuba Hubbard. If Christian McCaffrey were to get traded, I thought it would be Chuba Hubbard. But right now, it looks like it would probably be Donta Foreman. And that includes on passing downs. Probably a bit of a share, too. Yeah. Yeah, that's the big thing. It would probably be a a committee approach. I think it would, like, somebody asked me that on Twitter. And I say, I think it's probably a mess. Like, I think Chuba Hubbard is is the one who does everything that Christian McCaffrey does. Just not quite as well. But I think Donta Foreman is going to be involved enough to make it hard to start either of them. But speculative ad for free, I would, you know, just to to see if Donta Foreman ends up, if Christian McCaffrey gets traded, if Donta Foreman ends up as the lead back, feature back, you know, we might as well. Absolutely. Yeah, I was when, trying to
1: do that a little bit last sh- week in Dynasty. Foreman was only available in one of my Dynasty leagues, but he was there in one of them.
0: Yeah. Yep. Um, let's see. Wide receivers. Uh, Shy Smith. Um, so to me, the the big talk is going to be about Terrace Marshall. Now that Robbie Anderson has been traded, it seems like Terrace Marshall takes over the starting job uh, on the outside opposite DJ Moore. The problem is you've got LaVisca Chenault coming back. You've got options. There's, there's going to be a lot of guys. It's going to be a little bit of a revolving door on the outside. Shai Smith working as the slot receiver, his role doesn't change. Like It doesn't matter who's on the outside. Shai Smith still has his own job. So to me, he's a bigger priority. But you can also get him for free while everyone's running after Terrace Marshall this week. And then Van Jefferson coming back from an injury. Um, Alan Robinson is just, uh, it's, it's, it, I, Alan Robinson is getting close to drops. <laughs> He's going to be our drops guy at some point. He had a very touchdown
1: soon. this week. It might, might be a good time to trade him.
0: That's true. That's true. He's just, uh, yeah. So little involvement and it has to be a touchdown to make his day. Yep. And quite honestly, there's a chance that Van Jefferson passes him yeah and takes over the that, that uh second wide receiver job or the you know the primary outside receiver job Yep. so um yeah let's start with those guys uh, anything to add anyone to add
1: um, um i mean man i i love the gus edwards mention because i think i think gus edward has a super low floor but i think that it's a safe floor and that he's proven in that offense for seven to 800 yards on a healthy season so i think that the rest of the way like with dobbins health and everything i think that gus edwards could maybe get closer to 600 with half a season left and that would be above his seasonal average of the past but i like that run i like the williams one sony kind of makes me want to go to spiller a little bit yeah. But I get it, too, and why people wouldn't want to. But Sony made me kind of want to go to Spiller. I like the Van Jefferson one a lot. And then Gerald Everett, we already mentioned. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I like all mm-hmm. these. My favorite one on the list is Sam Howell and, like, not getting any of those quarterbacks and just grabbing Sam Howell because I do think he gets a chance. And you're going to feel <laughs> really great when he's already sitting in your lineup and people are talking about him as the number
0: one waiver, ad. Yeah. Are there any of these guys that you feel so strongly about that you would be willing to put a fab bid on them rather than waiting to see if they do clear waivers?
1: <laughs> Gerald Everett. I'm, I'm kicking <laughs> myself for dropping him, and I'm going to throw some <laughs> some uh, <laughs> of my budget on him and hope that people aren't like, why would he drop Gerald Everett? He's been pretty decent <laughs> since he dropped him. And then, honestly, maybe maybe Sam Howell.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which I, and so I really hope, don't though, think you I get
1: it, man. But, man, I, I really think that, like, he might be the quarterback of this group we want in the end of this conversation. Yeah. I really kind of think that. Man, maybe even Van Jefferson. Sorry, I'm not done. Yeah, but no, that's probably good. about it, though. Maybe even Van Jefferson. I think we could almost put Van Jefferson in that group of five we mentioned in our ads as Close to equal, not, not equal, but close to equal.
0: If I had to guess the only guy that you would have to put any fab on to get him because they might not clear waivers is Foreman. So like, I think that you're, you're going to get all these guys for free. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So the two tight ends, Gerald Everett for the chargers uh, gets the number one matchup with Seattle. Um, and at home <laughs> on top of everything else. Uh, Donald Parham has been a next week, this week guy for a while now. He's still just – he. It, it's great to see him back on the field. He doesn't seem fully healthy, and he doesn't seem fully confident just yet. So I I think Gerald Everett is sticking around for the moment. Um, and, yeah, that's a – it's, it's a matchup where – uh, you know, plus you get the revenge game angle with Gerald Everett, but I mean, a, a tight end is scoring on the Seattle Seahawks basically every week. Um, and then Juwan Johnson is the other one. He's got the second best matchup possible against Arizona, the actual pass catching tight end in new Orleans. Like, uh, it, it doesn't really work to say, oh, they're bad against tight ends. So let's start, uh, uh, Taysom Hill because we know that Taysom Hill doesn't play tight end. Like he just has that designation on their depth chart. But uh, Jawan Johnson is the guy who would exploit the matchup. So those guys, I mean, Gerald Everett, you might have to put a little bit of fab, but I kind of don't think so. Like if you've kind of settled into a streaming situation, I don't know that people are going to be looking at Gerald Everett anymore, especially with Dulcich and Bellinger out there and people kind of reacting to what they just did rather than, you know, being looking around corners at Gerald Everett going into a great matchup. So I kind of think that these guys are going to clear waivers, uh, if they're on waivers and be available for you.
1: Yeah, Mm -hmm. I agree. Nobody's talking about Jawan Johnson.
0: Yeah. Yep. Who can we drop? (laughs) Can we make some, let's get some guys out of the way, make some room for these next week, this week's.
1: I mean, I already mentioned Naheem Hines and how I felt about him and he is one of my drops this week. So I don't think we need to spend much time on him. I'm dropping him because of, like I said, Dion Jackson. I think that's his job now. And I don't think Hines was ever really doing much for us anyway. So I'm dropping him. I'm also dropping sky Moore. And I feel like it should have been done a long time ago. Like, it's kind of just too bad that we get so stuck on again, narrative street and sky more. People think it's blue, but man, (laughs) it's not like he's getting you like two points a week. He got you negative two points one week. I I don't know. Yeah. Drop sky more. You don't need him.
0: Yeah, (laughs) I think so. I, um obviously that's like redraft and shallower dynasty but drop man, him in dynasty who we're cares honestly yeah uh, yeah at i least, we're, at least trade him in in somebody told dynasty. me today that i
1: should take sky Moore over brandon iuk Ooh, i don't yeah i don't know about that and i don't i don't even understand and it was because of how bad brandon iuk has done this year Yeah, but (laughs) Brandon Ayuk's third best game got more fantasy points than Sky Moore's season. Yeah, that's how bad Sky Moore is.
0: Yeah, I yeah, it's it's getting to a point where kind of regardless of the size of rosters, Sky Moore is going to be at the end of your bench. Um, my guys are definitely more redraft focused. Which is totally fine. But um, Elijah Moore, I think you can cut <laughs> at this point. And in fact, Tyler Conklin, um, you know, is, we've, we already talked about him last week, but let's just throw him in with Elijah Moore. Yeah. With, his, with Zach Man. Wilson, the volume is just so Tough far with, down yeah. that there's nothing there for these guys. Elijah Moore didn't record a target, uh, Tyler Conklin has three targets over the last two weeks. Like there's just there's just not enough there, and it's it's not it's not actually Zach Wilson's fault, like people are saying. It's, I think you blame it more on Brees Hall. <laughs> <laughs> like the fact that they're running the ball so effectively, they don't have to throw it. Yeah, that's the goal of any NFL team to run this well, to win running the ball and playing good defense. That's what the Jets are doing right now. Yep. So but our our goal is to try to recognize that yeah
1: and man i love elijah moore in dynasty he's probably some sort of buy but if you think he's going to help you on a weekly basis this year man you're you're in for a world of hurt he'll have yeah. some games here and there but man it's it's going to be a rough ride for those jets pass catchers as long as wilson's throwing the ball and Yep. Uh, and, and like you said, Brees Hall. Yeah, it's a tough one, man. This one sucks, man. Because I I'm pretty <laughs> invested into Elijah Moore in dynasty leagues, yeah. And I've been pretty
0: wrong about it. I I'm still really hopeful for Garrett Wilson, and I mean he's not a drop yet. He's involved enough that I think you still stash him, but you I don't know how you start him mm-hmm. at the moment. Um, and then the other guy I'm dropping is Cam Akers. Kind of talked about that at the top. Just yeah, not, definitely changing teams is not going to be the problem solve the the solution that that people think. Um, how about some players we can fade, or situations we can fade?
1: Man, I'm f- fading Robert Tanyan off that nice game he just had. Yep, I think that somebody said that's the first time a tight end has been. Targeted ten or more times for the Greenway Packers, I don't think it's going to become a trend. And like we said this week and last week, and we're gonna say this weekend next week, the the tight ends are just fluky, and I'm definitely fading Robert Tanyan. You got these bye weeks to move him. Great week for him, but that was it. Probably yeah. the game of his career. Yeah. And then I'm fading Travis Etienne this is a tough one because in the notes in our notes I put these are the kind of games we use to sell players and I also get that these are the kind of games we want from players and Travis Etienne had one there was one big run I'm not taking that run away and people are going crazy about it yeah and and that that's this is important to me for a reason because they're going too crazy about it 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 happened it's part of his game it's going to happen again James Robinson has done that, too. Just to remind people, I think James Robinson would have got the touchdown, to be clear, if you look back at that play. But people are so excited, and they want this from Travis Etienne so bad. He had, what, 10, 12 carries, only 80 yards, and I think one of them was like that 50, 60-yard run, and then the rest of it was just meh. I want to fade him because I still think you can get out for more than he's going to give. But it's good to see Travis Etienne getting this usage. And I think that he is going to be a viable fantasy asset. I just think you could do better for Price.
0: Yeah, definitely don't want to chase it, I would say. But what I do like about both Etienne and James Robinson at this point is that they've kind of really kind of settled into roles that are predictive. Predictable. Sorry. Um, Basically, Etienne is going to be the, you know, the, the pass catcher and, um, you know, kind of two minute drill guy, the, basically he's going to be pretty involved if they've got a, a tighter game script. And when they run into a bad defense, it's going to be the James Robinson show. So like you, you can kind of, you know, which one to start, which I like, that's always super helpful. But yeah, I mean to overpay for Etienne um, when all he did is the same thing that he's been doing, um, and uh, you know to assume that that's going to continue is would be pretty bad process. I'm it's you. almost
1: like the the echo chamber that makes me want to fade it more so than the day that he had. Yeah, you know I don't know because a lot of players had games similar to that. Yeah. I think he was R B twenty on the week or something. I it wasn't it's it's good, it's viable, but people treat it every week like he's the new RB one. Oh here it is. And you're just like, dude, not really. (laughs) Like it's cool and it's good, but
0: Yeah. I don't know. So I'm fading Kenyon Drake talked about him earlier, but yeah, I mean you didn't have Dobbins, you didn't have Justice Hill, Gus Edwards not back yet. So, you know, Kenyon Drake ends up being as, you know, one of two healthy guys. He ends up uh, taking advantage. He also gets a long touchdown that really kind of made his day. And then Taequann Thornton, I, I'm I'm fading him just because, uh, I mean, first of all, if we buy him on the two-touchdown performance that included a rushing touchdown, right? Um, you know, to me that's bad process, but then also the fact that, you know, again, Bourne was out. uh, Parker was out. You know, you're kind of missing a lot of your offense right at the moment. So I I have no problem adding Tyquan Thornton off of waivers, but I'm not going to, uh, I'm personally not going to go very heavy off of him and I'm not going to pay up a whole lot for, to chase a performance like that. Um, Some players you can buy and hold. Um, I'm going with, so first of all, I've got T Higgins, um, still gets a high target share, even though it's, uh, you know, the, it ended up being a Jamar chase game. I mean, we talked about this last week with Jamar chase. He was a buy because he hadn't done this in a while. And then he goes off for two touchdowns Buy window has closed. Yep. <laughs> now we're into a sell window with him. Um, but T Higgins ends up being the one who, uh, with, the. Uh, uh, the limited usage as a result uh, while jamar chase is having the big game and so now it's a t higgins buy window <laughs> like um or or hold him if you already have him because uh he's gonna have just as many of those days as jamar chase is yep at the end of the day like this is just gonna be a, a seesaw thing with them Um, And then Trevor Lawrence is, is the other one for me. And it's just, man, it's really kind of the nature of the quarterback position right now is so bad that Trevor Lawrence, uh, you know, uh, with the, the rushing um, two more rushing touchdowns this week. And uh, um, you know, it's going to be, again, it was kind of a game script thing in a pretty tough matchup. He only ends up with, uh I think he had less than two hundred yards passing, if I remember right, and then one passing touchdown um and it's gonna kind of look like he just gets shuffled in with the rest of the quarterback position um but it's he's he's playing very differently right now in a positive way mm-hmm. than most of the quarterbacks. In this league, especially the guys who we kind of count on to be the top performers like he's he's been more consistent he's got more upside he's got a higher floor so if you can get him cheap right now just because of uh what looked like a kind of down game I'd still, I still i I think he's a better option for you for the rest of the season than guys like Kyler Murray uh uh guys like uh Matthew Stafford we've kind of hammered on him enough but yeah. <laughs> um Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady Yeah
1: sadly yeah. right Yep I went back to back with Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers and Scott Fishbowl and felt like a oh. god
0: Yeah And it <laughs> <laughs> and it's so gross right now Yeah Yeah <laughs>
1: Yeah, man. So my I'm really glad that this week you and I both had a buy and a sell at quarterback. Yeah. But my buy is Tua. And I kind of mentioned a move I'm going to try to make, too, in, like, Mac Plus for Tua or something like that. I think that one thing with Tua you have going for in, in, is that concussion. And it's the national coverage that it had versus some of the other quarterbacks and their bad play. And I think that people might be a little bit concerned again about Tua just because I think he carries that weight. But, man, I would add to get Tua. He's the franchise quarterback. As long as healthy, they're going to try to build around him. So I'm happy to try to acquire Tua before he's back this week. And then the other one I feel like is a little bit more (laughs) risky, and that's Najee Harris. It's a little bit tougher, but, man, he just had a steel plate taken out of his foot. He still ended up playing that week after he gets a plate taken out of his foot. He does meh to crappy again. But, man, Najee Harris is a captain on that team. The team is invested in him. I think that there's better days ahead. I think that he's a a good like ease-of-buy candidate, if not like a buy-low candidate, because I think now people like the prices shifted a lot to where John and I were talking about selling him weeks ago and i'm i'm down to put some feelers out at this point
0: yeah i like both of those especially in dynasty but i think in uh redraft this is pretty legit too what yeah. about what about guys you're selling <laughs> i'm selling rondell Moore <laughs> off, his, <laughs> yeah, off his uh forever. couple of good
1: performances in a lot perpetuity. of this is yeah i've been <laughs> chirping about it all year but man <laughs> i think hopkins is the number one wide receiver on that team I think that there's like this weird fortunate side to the Hollywood Brown injury because otherwise it would have been like Kyler Murray out there having to tell his brother that he's got to throw to the better football player in DeAndre Hopkins. Mm-hmm. But I think to be fair, like your brother would have understood more than Hollywood would have understood. And then I think Rondell Moore is just like kind of that, like your really little brother that shouldn't be on the football field with you. <laughs> And I think that so Hopkins steps right back into his role. I think he's had some time off to get healthy. He knows it. Kyler Murray knows it. Um, yeah, I, I'm definitely selling Rondell Moore off his couple of performances that he's had. They're not even that great for fantasy, really. Like, they're nice, like, flex plays and everything. But And then Zach Wilson. I'm really worried about Zach Wilson and his complete career at this point and how much he's ever going to help me in fantasy football to for me to win. So I, I want out of him. But
0: yeah, it's not kinda, as sexy
1: as one of your cells.
0: Yeah. I kind of want what you want some Wilson in your life. So when, when we, when we uh, filled this out, I like, I always fill it out first. Uh, I set up our sheet Yeah, fill it out. Uh, I wrote down one of my cells and I left the other one open because I kind of thought you were going to put him down. And then when you did and I was like, all right, then I'm taking him. Um, so the <laughs> one that I first entered was Jeff Wilson. I was like, I kind of doubt you're going to call him a cell, but uh, I don't think I'm stepping on toes here. Um, but this one's a pretty easy one with Elijah Mitchell coming back. Yeah. In I like two this weeks. one for sure. Um Yeah. And, I mean, they're also, they seem to be involved in Christian McCaffrey, so they don't love what they have at uh, running back right now. So, yeah, pretty easy sell. Um, the more difficult one, but uh, the one that I know that you agree with to a point where I kind of thought you were going to put him as one of your sells is Lamar Jackson, who apparently you can still sell as the quarterback two overall, which he is. <laughs>
1: Even though
0: (laughs) that's how good he was to start the season. The fact that the last three games, he has exactly one touchdown in each of the last three games, all passing touchdowns. He hasn't rushed for one in three weeks now. Uh, He also has uh, his, uh, his, he had his highest passing total this week with 210 yards. Like these are not good quarterback numbers. No, this is not okay. And I get that he's a rush a run first quarterback, but he's not even doing that enough or well enough to make up for the lack of passing right now. Yeah. He's he's under a hundred yards. He's around 70, 75 yards a game. All that does is bump his floor up just a little bit from where it would be around seven points a game a week up into the neighborhood of 13. Yeah. That's not that's not good enough. Dude, through the last
1: two seasons, 2021 and 2022, 50% of his games he's been a QB2 or worse. The other 50%, he's been a QB1. That's yeah. not what I want from somebody that's valued like that. Like, that's what, again, like, that's what I want from Jared Goff. That's what I want from Matthew Stafford. That's what I want from Kirk Cousins. That That's not what I want from Lamar Jackson. I don't particularly, I don't play in rotisserie leagues. <laughs> so I need weekly points as well. I I need my, my record to be decent. Yep. Um, I mean to me it's crazy and I guess, so I got in this conversation I can't believe you had the nerve to bring Lamar Jackson up and think that like I wasn't going to get <laughs> triggered somehow. And so somebody's like, "Well, yeah, but all of Kyler's QB or all of Lamar's QB1 games are basically like top QB1 games, like QB3 or better." In 2021, only 3 of those games were QB3 or better. Yeah. There's actually like one, two, three, four, five, five quarterbacks had more QB three or better games than that of Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson had two more than Mike White, you know, two more than Tyler Huntley. Yeah. That's Lamar Jackson. Like that's his QB three or better. Like, top games you know i don't know man it's just weird to me so they're not even all like top killing it games he just has those video game like cheat code games and then goes away again for dynasty especially i don't want the cheat code i want somebody that knows how to play yeah yeah cheat code only wins you so much this isn't mortal Kombat.
0: yeah Cons- it, it, and it's consistently this is one of the big this is one of my biggest pet peeves. This is one of the, also one of the biggest flaws, and this is something the analytics guys, uh, a lot of them, end up doing way too much: is looking at the total scoring and then average it out and say, "Oh, but he he scored you know this number of points every he's week." Average okay, of but, QB five. He's yeah. QB five on average. Exactly. I mean, right now he's QB two, even though, like I said, the last yeah he he's got three touchdowns total. Over the last yeah, three weeks.
1: Last three was a QB two or... Yeah, last three has been a quarterback two.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, Bailey Zappi basically just did what, in one game, did what Lamar Jackson has done in the last three weeks. So, like... So, you know, averaging that out, averaging what he did in the first three weeks as opposed to this the next three weeks tells you a very different story than what actually happened. You probably, you probably won your first three weeks. If you had Lamar Jackson at quarterback and you probably won by a lot. Yeah. And then the last three weeks, you probably lost. He made you feel like you had
1: a good team.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you might not have necessarily lost, but you probably were in a nail biter because your quarterback one is not giving you quarterback one numbers. Yeah. So, like, it's pretty important to go back and look at game logs. And and I, I can attest to this. I think that if you, like, I haven't done the, I haven't looked at it recently, but I believe that Pat Mahomes, for instance, and Josh Allen both have been a quarterback one, I mean, all but like a couple games over the last two seasons. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah it's, it's. So I I last year Josh
1: Allen was a QB three or better seven times. He was the most in the league. Yeah, and then it was Herbert, and then tied. It's Mahomes and Dak, even with the Dak injury.
0: Yeah, yeah, and then the year before that, Mahomes it was every game. Yeah, he there was one game where he oh, and Brady had five. Yeah, yeah. Like, like that's the type of consistency that we're looking for. And it's, it's not even that we need, you know, top three quarterback play out of Lamar Jackson every week. We need a floor though. And there's not yeah. much of one. <laughs> yeah. Right, right now. So
1: let's go back to selling Lamar Jackson. Cause people think even with everything we're saying, they're pushing back. I can feel it through mm-hmm. the podcast airwaves. This is not, A crazy malicious move Like you can do very well Trading Lamar Jackson And you'd know it
0: Yeah Yeah I mean You might be able to go straight across For somebody who's Actually pretty safe Like he's I, I don't think that you're going to get Pat Mahomes or Josh Allen Straight up For Lamar Jackson But I think it's close I think it's close enough That like you can afford A little bit of sweetener yeah. and you're going to get a, a a consistent performance how about two a plus yeah uh, yeah that pretty easily um tyler uh trevor lawrence yeah plus,
1: plus. i'll do like, burrow plus to be honest with you i know yeah. that burrow had the same amount of top three games somebody thought that that was important and it was their big argument to me so i dug through it all and found the information for you and it still wasn't enough at yeah. the end of the day, I did all this homework for you and you were still bullshitting everything I said.
0: Yep. <laughs> yeah. What about buying low on Kyler Murray? I don't know if I'm quite ready to do it, but man, like it's it's a little bit tempting. Like you still yeah, get price the rushing, dependent. yeah. You still get the rushing that everybody loves with Lamar Jackson. Getting DeAndre Hopkins back, you know, starting to get healthy. I don't know. It's it's um it's it's not quite the yeah, move that I'm, that, that I'm looking for, but yeah, like it's it's just so it's so tough at quarterback right now. Like I, I, I wouldn't want to move Lamar Jackson for Herbert. Like either I, I think Kyler and Lamar Jackson is. are
1: more similar than the Lamar group wants to think though. Yeah. And, yeah, I'd be fine with that.
0: Yeah. And Kyler's a better passer. He just is. Deal he's got it. the better weapons. <laughs> yeah, that too. Yeah. I mean, I like, Lamar could be fine when Bateman comes back. But, man, for the moment, it's just it, – it's it's so hard to trust. And there are a lot of contenders right now who are probably kind of scrambling. So I would say the real move here – I mean, any of these are, are – you know they're they're all viable. I think the move though is go after Mahomes, go after Josh Allen. You have to pay up a little bit, but upgrade from Lamar to one of those guys and enjoy the consistency.
1: Yeah, I don't mind that. Add a little to Lamar. Yeah, even if it feels like a lot based on value. Yep. Yeah, I don't mind that at all. I think That's it's probably a good way to go. And if you can't, then start approaching those other guys like Tua Lawrence and. Burrow, but yeah i think you'll do what john said and start with josh allen and mahomes
0: yep yep that should do it right that's it we nailed it and killed it again as wrapped always it up man the only thing yeah. we didn't do is battle rap uh yeah, yeah later. next time. It's later that's <laughs> later makes sense. let's we'll try week eight there's more stuff that rhymes with that <laughs> there's your standard operating procedures for week seven week seven fantasy heaven um not yet week 11 so uh all that's left is for you to go and execute